Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for the opportunity yet again to sit before your people to say to them what thus says the Lord. God, believing that somebody's going to get delivered, God, on tonight, that somebody's going to break free, Lord God, on tonight, Lord God, and that your name may get all the glory. In the name of Jesus, amen. Sit me down and use me to your glory on tonight. Amen. The foundational text for tonight comes from John chapter 20, verses 19 through 27. This John chapter 20, verses 19 through 27 from the NIV. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear, fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands inside. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nails, the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand inside his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came, came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop, doubt, stop doubting and believe. Again, that's John chapter 20, verse 19 through 27 from the NIV. Now, tonight, I don't want to talk about Thomas and how he, doubt, he doubted. That's not what I'm here for. I don't want to talk about Thomas and how he doubted. My assignment is not to talk about doubting Thomas, as he is so affectionately known in the Christian community. We all know that Thomas doubted. But if we're honest, we also know that we have doubted God at some point. Doubted that God was going to do it for us. Doubted that, doubted what his word said, etc. So I'm not here to talk about doubt. Because we already know about doubt. We know about doubt. But before I reveal what I'm here to talk about tonight, imagine this. You worked hard all week long, grinding, busting your behind on the job all week long, working overtime even to some extent. Then finally the weekend comes and your TGIF literally thanking God is Friday. It's your time to rest, to lounge around in your pajamas, eat ice cream, and binge watch episodes of your favorite show on Netflix. All you want is some peace and quiet and let you do what you do. All you want is some peace and quiet 
and let you do what it is that you do after the week that you've had. Instead, you got friends calling you, blowing up your spot, coming over even, trying to get you to go out the house for the weekend, trying to get you to go out the house, trying to get you out the house for a weekend of fun. Party over here, not really, but they're turned up enough for everybody else. You ask them to leave. You're just not feeling it this weekend. They start saying something like, come on, girl, so-and-so is going to be there. It's going to be this and it's going to be that. You don't want to miss it. Or the conversation goes something like, dude, I already bought the tickets. It's about to be lit this weekend. Ooh-wee. Lit, dude. Hear me, lit. Your boy already has everything set up and ready. And in the back, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, dude, get out. So you finally speak up and say something. You blurt out, not this weekend, man. Maybe I can catch up with you the next weekend. That's the first scenario. The second scenario goes something like this. After work, after working all week, interacting with people, people coming and going in and out your workspace. Thank God it's Friday because you need your personal space. You clock out and rush home to be alone. To be alone. Let me reinforce that. To be alone. To be alone with you and your thoughts or your non-thoughts. You unplug from the phone and hope no one has been keeping tabs on you and realizes you're home. The last thing you need is someone coming through messing with you. The last thing you need is somebody coming through messing with you. You stop off at your favorite drive-through spot and got enough food for one. How much food you got? Just enough for one. Somebody say one. Now you just want to eat your food and binge watch whatever's good on Netflix. You don't feel like going out. And so you're in. And that's all she wrote, so to speak. You're a homebody. And that's where you'll be. Home. Now, there's nothing wrong with either one of these scenarios I just laid out for you. Both are very normal, in fact. And I know that many of you can relate either to the first one or to the second one because they're very normal. But there's definitely something wrong with the scenario laid out in tonight's foundational text. Let's talk about it. Tonight's foundational text opens by saying, On the evening of the very first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for the fear of the Jewish leaders, they was inside the house with the doors locked for the fear for fear of the Jewish leaders. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. It's one thing to be hidden by God and for God to use a season of isolation to rid you of some people. It's one thing to be hidden by God and for God to use a season of isolation to rid you of some people. That's what God did for me, and I'm eternally grateful for the peace and happiness being separated from some people has brought to my life. 
I'm just being honest. So that's one thing. For God to use the hidden, the isolation to rid you of some people. So that peace and happiness can come into your life as a result of it. So that's one thing. But to be hiding out, locked away in fear, missing out on life is totally different. It's unhealthy and ungodly. How many know it's unhealthy and it's ungodly? By ungodly here, I mean that this is not something that God approves of. God don't want you locked away in the house, missing out on life. Especially if you're not a homebody, you're normally an outgoing person, but because of certain circumstances or whatever, you have been forced to be a homebody. God does not want that. He wants you to be the natural outgoing person that he made you to be. But still, that's exactly what the disciples were doing in tonight's foundational text. They were hiding out in the house, locked away, behind locked doors because of fear. Because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. They were locked away in the house, hiding out. Because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. They were behind locked doors, hiding out because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Hiding out. Tonight's message. And to a certain extent, I do understand. Don't get me wrong. To a certain extent, I do understand. With everything going on at that moment and them being falsely accused of stealing Jesus' body, the locks were for their own protection. The locks were for their own protection. But you know me. If you are familiar with Polyphify, you know me. There's always another side of it for me. So what I don't understand is, but what I don't understand is, after Jesus had came to them and stood and stood among them and pronounced the blessing of peace over them, the text says when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Even after, this what got me, even after Jesus had proven himself to be alive and real, proving that nothing, proving that nothing, not even a locked door or some Jewish leaders' accusations could stop him from being there, there by their side. He proved that nothing could stop him from being there for them, there by their side. Even after he had pronounced, decreed, and declared over them, peace be with you. Mind you, this is the same Jesus that spoke spoke the word. This is the same Jesus that spoke the word. One word. He spoke peace one time, and the storm, the winds and the waves obeyed in Mark 4. This is that same Jesus. So why then, a week later, were the disciples still locked away in the house, afraid of the Jewish leaders. Did they not understand the kind of power they were connected to? That's what I'm wondering. After he showed up and proved to them that nothing was going to stop him from being with them, after he had pronounced peace over them, and he even breathed the Holy Spirit on them and told them to receive, why then were they still in the same predicament as they were the week before, the scripture says it's a week later, and Jesus came to that same house, and they still there with the doors locked. Did they not understand the kind of power they were connected to, being that they were, indeed, Jesus' disciples? 
Nevertheless, the text says, a week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them again. He said, peace be with you. Jesus came to the house. He came to that house with all the doors locked and stuff on the door and proved himself yet again, not just to Thomas, who had his doubts, but to all the disciples. Because some people, when they preach this text, they want you to just think about how Thomas doubted. But really, all the disciples, Jesus had to prove himself to all the disciples. You see, Thomas may have been experiencing some doubt. Now, you see, now Thomas might have been experiencing some doubt, but at least Thomas was not fearful like the other disciples. Think about it. As a matter of fact, the text the text lets you know, lets you know that Thomas wasn't even there when Jesus came to the house the first time. Where was Thomas? That I don't know. But initially he wasn't he wasn't there with them locked up in the house. That I know. He wasn't there with them initially locked up in the house, hiding out in fear like the rest of the disciples. He wasn't there, he wasn't hiding out in fear at first, like the rest of them. So you can say what you want to say about Thomas, but at least he wasn't all that fearful. Doubtful, yes. Fearful, no. They were locked away, hiding out, missing out on life. Seven days worth of life had gone by. I know a week doesn't sound like that much time lost, but it is. I know a week doesn't sound like that much time lost, but really it is. It's 168 hours to be exact. I looked it up. It's 168 hours to be exact. It's amazing how much cool stuff you can miss out on, especially those of you that have young kids still growing up. You can testify to that. A lot can go on in a week. And just imagine you missing all that good stuff among your family going on in your home, and you're missing it for a week. It's to you that I came to minister tonight. You're out here locked away inside a house, locked away inside of your house, locked away, not being the outgoing person that God designed you to be, it's to you that I want to minister tonight. You're, you're missing out on far too much of your life. You're missing out on far too much of your life, sitting up in the house, being afraid, being fearful. You're missing out on far too much of your life, sitting up in the house, being afraid, being fearful. It's to you I came to break the hold of fear. I came to break the hold of fear, the hold that fear has on you, to pull you up out of hiding, to effectively pull somebody out of isolation. That's my assignment tonight. The people I'm talking to tonight are not those who naturally have an introvert personality. If you if your personality personality is naturally introvert, I'm not talking to you. If being a homebody is naturally who you are, I'm not talking to you because that's naturally who you are. But God says there are some of you who are very outgoing by nature. You're very outgoing. You have a very outgoing personality. 
You used to stay on the go until fear got a hold of you. But God says that some of you who are very outgoing in your personality, you used to stay on the go until fear got a hold of you. Now you're afraid of this happening and that happening. You see up, you you sit up and watch the news faithfully, digesting all the news, the violence, the outbreak of diseases, etc. You watch, but your brain doesn't doesn't know how to properly handle the news you're receiving. You watch, but your brain doesn't know how to properly handle the news you're receiving. So it comes out in the form of fear. So it comes out in the form of fear. But love, you really need to turn off the news. If it's going to have you all fearful and timid, you need to turn off the news. Christians, strong Christians, hear me, Christians, strong Christians, like Miss Gloria Copeland. She watches the news, but she also possesses the faith to talk back to the news. That's right. You got to talk back to the news. You just can't watch all that negative stuff and take it in. You got to talk back to the news. You got to be like Miss Gloria Copeland. She watches the news, but she also possesses the faith to talk back to the news she's hearing. Immediately, she speaks out against diseases, outbreaks, violence, and anything else and lets the devil know it's not coming to this house. That blessed me so much the first time I heard Miss Gloria say that. She said, it's not coming to this house. That's how she watched the news. She watched the news by talking back to it and decreeing, declaring what the word says. It's not coming to this house. Instead of letting whatever it is fill you with fear, instead of letting whatever it is fill you with fear, begin to speak in faith and say like Miss Gloria, it's not coming to this house in Jesus' name. Read Deuteronomy 28 and decree and declare everything listed in that portion of scripture as being a part of the curse. Everything that's listed in Deuteronomy 28 as a part of the curse, you need to read it and begin to say, say out loud, it's not coming to this house. Sickness and disease are not coming to this house. And all the things that are under the curse, none of it is coming to this house. If you're going to watch the news these days, you must be prepared with the word of God to go to war against all the negative things being released into your atmosphere. By you playing that TV, you're releasing that stuff into your atmosphere. So you need to be equipped with the word of God to go, go to war against all that negative stuff that you're releasing into the atmosphere. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing, Romans 10 and 10 and 17, New King James. But many of you listening tonight can testify that fear also comes the same way. Fear also comes by hearing. That's why if you choose to watch the news, you must know and refer to scriptures like Exodus 23 and 25, Exodus 23, 25 through 27. New King James. So shall you serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. And I will take sickness away away from, from the midst of you. So shall you serve the Lord your God, and I will bless your bread and your water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of you. You don't have to be sick. 
because there is this disease and that disease going around and you're afraid to go out. You're afraid to go out and about, attending family functions, parties, meetings, etc. Whatever you normally would do with your outgoing self, you're afraid to do it now. You're afraid to go out and do it. You don't have to be that way. You will not catch whatever's going around. You will not catch it. You will not catch it and you will not become sick. You don't have to be sick just because you learn of a recall on something you ate. Hear me? You don't have to be sick just because you learn of a recall on something that you ate. Then you just hear the word of God. God said that he will bless your bread and your water. And he would take sickness away from the midst of you. You don't have to be sick because of something that you learned have been recalled and you ate it. A word for somebody, you don't have to keep declining special events, engagements, because you're distrustful of the food preparation and you're afraid of becoming sick if you show up and eat. Verse 26 and 27 of Exodus 20, 23. And this is um, the New King James. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. That just simply means you won't be without. I will fulfill the number of your days. Hear me. That means you will live a long life. However long God has planned for you to be on this earth, you will be. I will fulfill the number of your days. I will send my fear. Pause right there. God says my fear. You see, right now, you're dealing with fear that comes from the devil. You see, right now, you're dealing with fear that comes from the devil. The kind of fear that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It's the kind of fear that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10.10. But God has another kind of fear. Somebody say another kind of fear. But God has another kind of fear set apart for your enemies. Continuing to verse 27. Verse 27 says, I will send my fear before you. I will cause confusion among all the people to whom you come and make all your enemies turn their backs on you. God says he will make all your enemies turn their backs on you. Turn their backs to you, rather. God says he will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. In other words, beloved, no one is going to pay as much attention to you as you think. Beloved, no one is going to pay as much attention to you as you think. You can go out and safely return home. Oh, yes, you can. You can go out and safely return home. Again, God says he will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. You don't have to be and remain locked away. You do not have to be and remain locked away, locked away in the house like the disciples did for the fear of the Jewish leaders. God is not giving you the spirit of fear. Somebody catch it and receive it. God is not giving you the spirit of fear. Second Timothy 1 and 7, New King James. Somebody... Somebody, somebody, somebody. God has proven himself to you. Proven that he is indeed alive and very well. He's alive and very, very well and very real. And he would go through anything. He would go through great lengths to be there for you. Just like he had proven himself repeatedly to the disciples in tonight's text. So stop making God prove himself. 
when it's your faith that is shaky. So stop making God prove himself when it's your faith that is shaky. Your fear is shaky. Your fear is what's causing it, causing everything about you to be shaky. And you're afraid when you don't need to be. People are just people. Jewish leaders and all. But God is God and his power is unmatched. Your fear is shaky. You don't have the faith that you're supposed to have. Your fear is very shaky. It's got you very shaky. Got you acting very shaky. You should have faith and it should be your faith that is shaky, but you're just so full of fear that you are very nervous about things these days. So you have fear that's causing you to shake. Get in the word and ask the Lord for the faith to explore outside the the front outside your front doors get in the word and ask the lord for the faith to explore outside your front doors the faith to be the outgoing person you used to be the faith to come out of hiding somebody you need to you need to seriously ask the lord for the faith to explore outside your front door doors the faith to be the outgoing person you used to be the faith to come out of hiding the text says it was a week later and Jesus returned and saw the disciples locked away behind closed doors, missing out on life. But love, let's face it. Let's face it. Let's be truthful tonight. It's been a lot longer than seven days for some of you. A lot longer than seven weeks for some of you. It's been more like 70 years for somebody. When are when are you going to take God at his word? That's what I want to know. When are you going to take God at his word and stop missing out on so many important things? Remember Psalms 121 verses 7 and 8 from the New King James. It says, the Lord shall per persevere. The Lord shall preserve, sorry, the Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. It's time you believe God's word, apply it to your life. It's time you believe God's word and apply it to your life and come out of hiding. It's time you snatch your outgoing personality back from the devil. It's time you snatch your outgoing personality the outgoing personality of yours back from the devil only he seeks to steal kill and to destroy not god only the devil seeks to steal kill and to destroy and tonight he wants to start with your outgoing personality but oh no 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 he can't have your personality that is the personality that god gave to you and he wants to restore to you on tonight he wants you to get out of that house and live your life live your life as he proved proved to the disciples he has already proven to you that he will be there for you god has done some things in some of you all's life that you know god is real so i don't understand what the problem is get out that house and live your life stop being fearful and live your life you know you're not an introvert you know you're not an introvert you're not a homebody so stop acting like it god wants you to be you there's a simple statement but god wants you to be you 
God told me to pray the words of Psalms 91 from the CEV over you to close this message. So get ready. Listen carefully. This is how he told me to close the message for tonight. He told me to pray the words of Psalms 91 from the CEV over you. Here it goes. Live under the protection of God most high and stay in the shadow of God all powerful. Then you will say to the Lord, you are my fortress, my place of safety. You are my God and I will trust you. The Lord will keep you safe from secret traps. The Lord will keep you safe from secret traps and deadly diseases. He will spread his wings over you and keep you secure. His faithfulness is like a shield and a shield or a city wall. You don't need to worry about dangers at night or errors during the day. You don't need to worry, hear me. You don't need to worry about dangers at night or errors during the day. And you won't fear diseases. And you won't fear diseases that strike in the dark or sudden disaster at noon. You will not be harmed. Hear what God is saying. You will not be harmed, though thousands fall all around you. And with your own eyes, you will see the punishment of the wicked. The Lord Most High is your fortress. The Lord Most High is your fortress. Run to Him for safety. Run to Him for safety. Turn off that TV. Feeding on that news, that negative news, and run to Him for safety. And no terrible, terrible disasters will strike you or your home. And no terrible disasters will strike you or your home. God will command his angels to protect you wherever you go. Father God, we thank you tonight for the angels. We thank you tonight for our angels. God will command his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will carry you in their arms and you won't hurt your feet on the stones. You will overpower the strongest lions and the most deadly snakes. The Lord says, if you love me and truly know who I am, I will rescue you and keep you safe the lord says if you love me and truly know who i am i will rescue you and keep you safe when you are in trouble call to me and i will answer and be there to protect and honor you when you are in trouble call to me and i will be there i will be there to protect and honor you i will answer you and be there to protect and honor you you will live a long life and see my saving power. Somebody, you will live a long life. Everybody under the sound of my voice, you will live a long life. And see God's saving power. That was verse, that was the whole thing of Psalms 91, which is verses 1 through 16 from the CEV. In the name of Jesus, receive it. Somebody receive it. Fear being gone. All timid spirits be gone. You will be able to leave the house unafraid. Hear me. You will be able to leave the house unafraid. No more hiding out. No more isolation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Somebody, if you needed a word tonight, if the word found you because you know that's how you've been living beneath your natural personality, you had basically become introvert because you're fearful. Fearful has been bound off of you tonight. Fear is gone. Therefore, God wants you to live as though the fear is gone. You don't you don't need to be timid anymore in the name of Jesus. If at any time 
throughout the week. As I always say, if you need prayer or Bible-based consultation, please feel free to call or text 865-408-8690. Again, it's 865-408-8690. Or you can email. Some people prefer to email, and that's okay. You can email prolificfire at gmail.com. However, if you're on the phone right now via Blog Talk Radio, if you're on the phone right now via Blog Talk Radio and you have a specific prayer need, just press 1 on your phone. And I will be right with you after these last few announcements. If you need this ministry's PayPal information or cash app info, you can access the PayPal by going to paypal.me slash prolificfire. That's paypal.me slash prolificfire. Or cash app, the dollar symbol and prolific fire. The P in prolific is capital. The F in fire is capital written all together. Dollar sign and prolific fire. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at Prolific Fire, on Instagram at Prophet Stacy, like the Prolific Fire Ministry Facebook page. Many people have begun to to leave their prayer requests on the ministry's Facebook page, and that's okay. Also, if you need to, you can DM me on Twitter or on Instagram. That's fine as well. Also, I would appreciate if each of you would check out prolificfire.com. Right there from the website, you can leave your prayer request. You can give a donation. You can you can check out some other things. If you want some train to pain counseling, a session, check that out. It tells you how to do all of that. It also tells you a little bit more about how this ministry got started. So just keep stay connected and check out prolificfire.com. Be sure to join us on Faith on the Line with Prophetess Pay for prayer and encouragement. And I don't care who you are, everybody needs prayer and encouragement. So join us on Friday, Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. That's 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific by calling 347-426-3782. Your prayer request will be taken then too. So call in. If you don't get your prayer request in tonight for whatever reason, your second opportunity will be on Friday. Call in because there's always room for prayer. Then join me back here on Monday for Prolific Fire. Same night, time, and place when the message will be the power of a second chance. How many know that there is power in a second chance? If you know what it feels like to need a second chance, then you need to hear this word. Be a part of it. Tell God be the glory.